We've got a big announcement, girlies. We're going on tour. We're going on tour. We're hitting the road, Jack. Woo! So don't you come back no more, no more. We're bringing our tour. That's showbiz all that's over showbiz. Ireland. You have to say it like that. Well, oh, but I that's can't sing. Showbiz. That's showbiz. That's <laughs> showbiz. You have to say it like old, old-timey American. <laughs> <laughs> I'll work on it I'll work on it we, we, That has to okay. feature In the show okay, I'll work on it I'll work on it We're coming to Name them A city near you We're going to Cork Limerick Galway Belfast And Dublin Yeah sorry about the Midlands But we can't drive And we need to be accessed by train We don't really know Any of those com- Sorry our, our, <laughs> our geography knowledge Of that part of Ireland Is limited But if you want to come see us Go to ticketmaster.ie And Take get your tickets Because they're flying out The door girls And our girlies In the UK and Australia Don't worry because there's exciting dates coming soon. Yeah. Keep the eyes peeled. That's keep all we'll say Keep the eyes and ears or peeled. And the ears, because you yeah. might hear it on here again. Do you keep your ears peeled? Keep the ears clean, I would say. Anyway, maybe. we're waffling. Anyway, also, link in the episode description on how to get your tickets. Exactly. See you then. See you, girlies. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I was just trying to tie in Bianvenu because basically there was a shop over in um, Stratford. Oh my God. And it just has the words Bianvenu written across a top. And I just think, isn't that just the funniest? Welcome. She's she just going around with a top that says welcome. Welcome. Pays it across her tits. Also, we'll get our load of fellas. Also, fashion. Welcome. Welcome. Um, <laughs> Falcha. Falcha. Hey girlies, I'm Kevin. And I'm PJ. And welcome back to... I'm Grandmam! Woo! Girlies, we're back in the closet. Girlies, we're having to record from our shared walk-in wardrobe because there's building work going on in one of the houses behind and the noise is wrecking our heads in the kitchen. It's my room. No doll, babe. I want to give the illusion of... Grandeur. And grandeur, exactly. It's just my room with a rail. Yeah, but they don't know that from the recording. It could be our walk-in wardrobe. Okay, so... Baby, gotta dream big. Coming to life from the walk-in wardrobe. Sorry now, but if my closet that I was stuck in as a closeted gay man was a walk-in wardrobe, would I have come out? You'd have been happy out, I'd, I'd say. I'd have said that, I'd say. Also, is there something linked to the phrase coming out of the closet and the fact that gays love fashion? Definitely. I've never actually dissected that. I think you've touched on it in one of our fashion episodes. Oh, really? Actually. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, recording live from PJ's Chambre. Because the new. builders are the loudest things ever, lads. So loud. I know they have to do their job, yeah. but so do we. <laughs> but so do we. We have bits to do. It's not fair. It was so funny because we were like setting up downstairs to record and every time the builder hit the nail and you heard like a clink, clink, you could hear, see Kevin's left eye just like twitch. I was hating it because you probably wouldn't have been able to hear it on this, but it was distracting me. No, I'm sweating already because my room is like a sauna. The room is fairly warm, but anyway, we're here and we're making the most of it, so. Anyway, girlies, we'll be rid of the builder soon because we're moving. We're moving? We're thinking about moving. I don't think we will. I don't think we will either. Basically, the lease is up in our gaff. Yeah. Um, and we've been here how long? Three years? Three years. 
It's a home. It's not a house it anymore, Carly. It's, it's a home. It's a home. We've been through. We've got scammed for the telly here together. We got scammed for the telly here. We've had a lot of fights here. We had that time I had to share with in the back garden because you had run a bath. Oh yeah, and I had to and shower I was going you out on a the date, window. And you had to hold the shower head out the window yeah. and shower me. We had all the times you passive aggressively um, put the shower curtain on the outside of the bathroom after I had a shower. <laughs> You know what, making memories girls, yeah. it's a tough one And also, I did say the last time we moved in here Because it was such an effort I it's was like, track. I'm not moving again That's how they keep you in the gas in London Moving's just so, it's so such annoying an effort. And as well, you don't really know anyone with a car So you kind of have to pay for a van And last time, I was so poor when we moved to this gaff yeah. I had to like, carry my duvet on the tube Well I would have helped you if we weren't fighting We were fighting the last time yeah. Yeah, We so weren't talking I don't think us moving out is good for our relationship Because any time we I'm move, kinda we kind of but you say that, but you're always the one going, are we moving or what? And I kind of just get like a fright. I just like to look at my options. Yeah, I think that's good as well. Yeah. But also, we can't complain about the rent here and stuff. Oh, no, we can't. You know what I mean? It's very cheap. The only thing is, the kitchen's falling apart. The kitchen's falling apart. You the can't floor... really tell in the videos that we do. The floorboards are lifting off. The floorboards are lifting. The, uh, there's no mould, but there's like, there's a nod to mould. There's a threat. There's a threat. There's a constant threat of mould. I think yeah. it's like... Uh, <laughs> There's like some white paint over it. There's definitely mould somewhere. Also, my lungs are fucked. Basically, I want to say bed bugs. I want to say, well, you be sleeping with all the critters at night. That's the thing. And so I'm not just talking boys. <laughs> Ground floor, like yeah. easy access. Easy access. For He's any very visitors. lazy. Hates the stairs. That's the thing. You know what? I don't think I'll ever be able to live upstairs in a house again because I just love. You know the way you be wrecked at night time. Yeah. And you don't have the trek of having to go up the stairs. I think a bungalow life is for me. <laughs> or maybe just ground floor flat. You need to print that on a canvas and sell it to everyone who has a bungalow. Yeah. A bungalow life's for me. And they are... No, not a, not a canvas. You do it on, you know, the mats that you wipe your feet on before you go into the house. Yeah. A bungalow life's for me. Or you know those, um, do we speak before, about the people who get the framed Scrabble things done for their home. Oh no, we hate them. And they have different... I know, but I feel like the bungalow... Life The bungalow community would, would eat it up. Oh, the bungalow community would love that. We'd have, to, we'd have to work out the crossovers in the Scrabble. But you can't just have one in the range. What else? You'd have like no staring. But spelt <laughs> S-T-A-I-R-I-N-G. I love that. Yeah, no staring in this house. <laughs> anyway, I think we're going to stay put. We're going to, yeah, I, we are. We're, we're going to stay, stay put. put. And I don't think I have bed bugs. Yeah, I don't think you do either. Apparently you can't see bed bugs and I can actually see the bugs. But they're pure itchy anyway. You'd know if you you'd know. You'd oh, know. Oh, well I am itchy. That's the thing. Oh. That's why I think I'm kind of... But sometimes when you're itchy, you just need to wash your bed sheets. Yeah. So just well, actually, manky. that's kind of rude. Oh, I can't believe I agreed. <laughs> I was going to say maybe it's bed bugs or maybe STD. Okay. Potentially. I need get checked, girlies. Uh, get checked, girlies. Here's your regular reminder. To get checked. To get checked. No shame, girlies. No, no shame, shame here. We don't shame anyone. Also, girlies, an exciting news. We are going to be attending our first wedding. <gasps> oh, yeah. In, I don't know how long it's been since I've been to a wedding. Years upon I'm years. So exci- I love the glamour, the glitz of a wedding. And I love the fact that I don't have a clue who they are. So I feel yeah. like I'm going to be chaos. Also, I feel like I'm going to be making up personalities all weekend to whoever I chat to. You know what I mean? So it's my old manager from when I used to work in Porky's Barbecue Restaurant in Camden. Um, but like, obviously we stayed friends since. Her name's Lizzie and she got married to John. They're a lovely couple. But Kevin doesn't have a clue who they are. And he's just my, my plus one. I always thought when PJ used to say, oh, I'm going out to meet Lizzie. I was like, 
you don't have to lie like if you're going doing something by yourself like that's fine I love doing stuff by myself because you would never really like spoken about Lizzie before <laughs> so then I was like what the heck who's this Lizzie Kevin does this thing when I bring up friends that I'm going to see he's like who's she and he like laughs so I'm like making up these new friends no, I'm like I haven't is, I just don't throw them in your face but babe. I have friends who you don't know either yeah. right but like I'll talk with them sometimes or I'll be like oh my god listen to the story whereas the first time I hear about your friends is when you go I'm going out to meet this person which I'm just a private it... person babe are you private? yeah are you private? I have to keep my cards close to my chest are you private? you just love to talk to everyone I know so I have to keep it hushy <laughs> anyway we're going to the wedding it's going to be going gorgeous to Kevin knows no one it's going to be a scream it's I in Devon glamour also it's glamping it's glamping. We're glamping. Also, we've never been to Devon. I love the never Devon accent. Never been to Devon. I feel like we need to make a weekend out of it. We're only booked in for the Saturday night yeah. currently, but I feel like, should we do another night in the B&B? Would I be bored of Devon on the second Would night? Would we be bored of Devon? We would. There's only so much custard and clotted cream you can have in Devon. Is that what it's famous for? Devon clotted cream. I might have made that up. You made that up, I day. think I made that up, <laughs> but I love clotted cream. But the stress of the wedding we need to talk about yeah. is that... Neither of us know how to shop for suits. No, neither of us. I need to go to a tailor. No, but how do people know what size they are in a suit? I went on to like buy a few bits and yeah. it was like 43, 44, or... Uh, I was like, I don't understand. I didn't have a clue either. We need to get measured. We need to go in and get measured. Because when I used to work in Fennec, there was a seamstress and um, I had to get measured for... Oh, really? And she looked after me. Now, I sorted her out with a coffee. Yeah. Obviously. Very barter system in Fennec. A quid pro quo you scratch my back I scratch yours yeah. you know what I mean we have to look after our sisters but um, at the moment I've no clue like that was four years ago and I was famished it's not the barter system is it it is it's bartering oh is it okay yeah <laughs> I was just ever since I didn't Trades. hear a word you said there because I was like it's trading <laughs> like is it it's trading it's okay. literally that when I used to work in the restaurant in Finnick I used to be famished I used to be like sick thing really yeah and as well people probably know this from working in the service industry but like you've no time to eat you've no time to eat the nah. whole time I remember I used to slice up a bit of sourdough bread I was chatting to my friend Gabby about this the other day um, who I used to work with I used to slice up the sourdough that was like for like the people coming into the restaurant yeah. and I used to have to run to the bathroom with a bit of bread like <laughs> fucking ratatouille and kind of <laughs> eat it incognito inside in the bathroom I just think public service announcement to all restaurants, give your staff free reign of the kitchen. Yeah, that's the thing. They're not going to eat you out of house and home. Like two slices of bread aren't going to... Like if, if I'm feeling peckish at work when I was a waiter, if I went in and I was like, oh, can you do me a bit of toast or butter? Like that would have been lovely. Exactly. And also the thing is, it wasn't great for the image of the restaurant when there was a child coming in ordering a plate of calamari and he wasn't eating half and I was going around to collect it to go into the back room and start to eating it. it. Oh you my know God. What I mean? And also people who, like, who said that they didn't do that as well. Everyone as, did. They're lying. Also, they're lying. I do it today and I'm like... I'm oh, not... I've no shame. I was almost like whipping it out of their hands. That's me. what I'm saying. Me, oh, you finished me, that I don't know. Oh, you're, you're full. You, me, don't, you're need, you don't need to eat anymore, you. <laughs> Give me that. Me going back trying to scoff Pat the leftovers. I'm starving. Pat in their belly. You're oh, done. <laughs> I'd be like to people, oh, should I order that? And I know it's a big portion size. Me. Yeah. Yeah. You should. That's what I used to love when they came in and ordered the afternoon tea. Me. <laughs> You'd want two now between you. They're very small. And then they'd be shaking when it came oh, out. Oh, if they asked me for a recommendation, I'd always recommend the thing I like in case I didn't finish it. Oh so I'd have God. a bit of the leftovers. Well, I think the point of a recommendation is to tell them something that you like. 
you would be telling them something no sometimes the manager would be like tell the most expensive thing or if someone asks for a recommendation we need to get rid of this so ask oh yeah but I never abided by that because I'm not a liar girl anyway we need to get sorted for Sue so Sue people out there oh my god I didn't even cop on if you are a Sue brand send us suits for free no but do we want free suits (laughs) no we don't want to look like straight lads at a wedding we want to look like like fags I was like I wanted to wear like a skirty dress thing but then like I feel like Lizzie would be like stop like Dressing like a big fag at my wedding and taking the spotlight off me. But see, the thing is, I can because, like, if it was any other wedding and I knew someone and I knew the family, I'd be a bit like, oh, I don't want to be making too much of a fuss, yeah. like, or whatever, because they'd be like, oh, there's Kevin making a yeah. show again, a song and dance about himself. Because I don't know anyone, I'm going to be rocking up in a gown. I can't wait. For you Vera Wang. You walking up <laughs> in a white Vera Wang gown. <laughs> With a train. I actually could. I don't. How mad is that that I don't know anyone? I don't know anyone. You know me though, babe, and my reputation's at stake, so get I'm going to pretend box. I don't know you for the weekend and I'm going to speak in a French accent. <laughs> no, no, no one's, no one's going to believe your French, French accent. <laughs> I actually can do a good French accent. It's going to be a scream. I'm really excited for it. And as well, we haven't gotten out of London. And we've never been to a wedding together, have we? Since Reading. We've never been to a wedding together. Bonjour. Bonjour. I do. Can't wait wait to go to the French wedding. Okay, let's get into the theme. Let's get into the theme for this week. The theme for this week is... Family planning. Alexa, play Family Affair by Mary J. Blige. The only reason we're doing this theme. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> the only reason Also I love babies Oh yeah But we love Mary J Blige as well Is she loud enough? Let's turn her up Mary Oh no No that's good uh, Alexa Volume 9 uh, Yeah uh, Oh that's better We need to have Mary on full Oh I love when she walks across the stage like this Yeah Do you know when she's swinging now the there's arms? four A's of intro Yeah but like we're enjoying them yeah. And you are too girlies right? Let's get a crunk up on, have fun up on a I love the shoulders Kevin's giving me right I'm now, I'm giving guys. very much Mary. You're giving Mary. How well, funny, though, that her name is Mary. <laughs> so funny. It's pure funny, isn't it? Mary down the road. She could be from Ballybunion. Where's my fedora? She's pure fedora energy. Oh, my God. Mary loves, Mary loves a fedora. fedora. I'd love to quote Mary. Alexa. Yeah. Mary stop. Jay is in the spot tonight And I'ma make, make you feel alright Make you feel alright You yeah. have to ba- bounce to Mary You have to bounce to Mary That's one yeah. of Mary's probably best bops is it? It's her best It's one bop. of my faves Or um, what's the other one? I'm just fine, 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 <gasps> fine Oh my god Woo No, I, I t- redacted, redacted uh, Just fine is my fave Yeah Because I like what I see when I'm, I'm looking at me When I'm walking past the mirror Words to live by It is And you wear it when you're strutting down the street When I wake up and I feel like filth and death warmed up I just think What would Mary say and Mary would say Because I like what I see when I'm looking at me When I'm walking past the mirror girls W-W-M-S What would Mary say <laughs> What would Mary say What would Jesus do is out the window girls Oh my girls? god Do you know that my brother taught at a summer camp Hate to take things back to summer camps <laughs> But my brother taught at a summer camp in the States and uh, he was coaching uh, Mary J. Blige's son football. What? Yeah. Now, never saw Mary. She's a driver. She was in the dancery. She was, <laughs> she was back in the dancery. On the lyrics, what does percolating mean? Percolate, like, you know, to percolate something, like marinate it, kind of like. Percolate doesn't mean marinate like, at all. But you know, you'd be like, when they'd be doing like coffee, they'd be like, oh, and percolate the beans or whatever. It's percolate the co-. See, when I think of percolate, I think... 
Like, get it, get it going. Like, brew it, like. Get it going. I think leaving Sart geography and the water going into the caves and the stalactites and the stalagmites. Oh, stalagmites. Anyway, girlies, the theme for this week is... Family planning. Family planning. Girlies, we're mad for a baba. <laughs> Basically, we're past the point of wanting a dog and a cat because <laughs> the landlord won't let us have it. So we're like, actually... If we can't have a pet, let's just have a baby. Have a baby. No, it's one of that <laughs> flippant. Oh, have a baby. But you know Kevin's addicted to babies and like he almost... Don't say addicted to babies. Maybe just you... he loves babies. No, like... but you, you're addicted. Like, like yeah, embarrassed... addiction's a bit strong just. <laughs> but you know the way like you sometimes inappropriately talk to kids in public. Yeah. Don't say inappropriately talk. I talk to them maybe not I shouldn't like, be talking to them. Like I don't talk to them inappropriately. Like, but like in like a... Yeah, but this is on record. So set the record straight. No, but like sometimes you'd be like making them laugh when you're in line and their mum is like, what is the baby laughing at? And then oh, you do never... So much. And you never tell the mum you're making them there laugh. There was a mum the other day and I could tell she was struggling because she had a baby in a buggy and yeah. she was kind of pushing it. And then her young one, who was only a toddler, her shoe came undone. Fuck. And she had pushed ahead and she saw the daughter stop and the daughter wasn't old enough to be tying her shoe. Well, I don't think she was. And I was going to say, I'll tie it. But I was like, no, I need to not. You know what I mean? Imagine (laughs) if the mother was like, I need to to know where I need to stop. And also, our friend had a baby recently and she's over in London, went to visit it. And oh my God, I realised I have a new career calling. Wow. Not childminding. Wow. Baby styling. I'm going to become a baby stylist because you wouldn't believe the fun I had popping really? over to John Lewis. No, everything was reduced. No. I was to say you weren't in John Lewis. I was in John Lewis. Really? Sure, the, the summer sales, all the bits were reduced. <laughs> you think of it, you know, the stress of like buying clothes for someone because you're like, oh, will they like that? Will they like that? Yeah. Baby don't care. But the mam does. Not really, like, they're a baby, so you can dress them up in, in anything, and, okay. like, if it doesn't look great, it'll look hilarious. It's good. They're babies. <laughs> it's going to look cute regardless of what you have them in. So you're going to be a baby stylist. Baby stylist, I've decided. Gorgeous. Do you love that for me? I love that, but as well, it's very limiting. No, I feel like there are a lot of, like, really wealthy, like, mams. Yeah. Like, stay-at-home mams who, like... Who, you know, are just like busy doing bits with the girls and are looking for something to do with the babies. I think you need to make it more glamorous so instead of baby stylist, yeah. bebe stylist. Bebe stylist. Like uh, Moira Rose Moira from Rose. Just Bebe stylist. Very much Catherine O'Hara energy. Yeah. I do think that like the parents definitely will like be getting loads of baby clothes when they first have a baby and be like, what the fuck is this? Well, I'll be like that oh, wow. with my baby and I'll be a bit more specific. Like, I'm not going to have my child going around in anything. When do you think, like... You're going to like be like, okay, I need to start planning like my family and have a baby. See, I think as fellas, we're definitely in a more fortunate position because yeah. we don't have to worry about like eggs and stuff. Yeah. Like we're just worrying about sperm. Yeah. Obviously we need an egg like to fertilize the sperm or whatever. Yeah. I didn't, you know, I haven't done biology in a bit, yeah. but I think that's the, the bare bones of it. Yeah. But like even some of my friends yeah. who are like the same age as myself, like uh, some of them, they're already worried about... Their eggs and stuff. It's so hard for them because once you get to a certain age, you your eggs reduce. And then freezing them is actually really expensive. Oh my God, so expensive. I was talking to my friend about it the other day because she's considering freezing her eggs. Yeah. And I was like, all right. So I was like, oh, fab. So now you can like, so now you're not under pressure to like that. She's like, yeah, but PJ is so expensive. So expensive. Yeah. And like the thing is, we don't have to pay an ounce of attention no. to that. You know what I mean? I'd say most... Lads wouldn't have a clue of it. No, no clue. You know clue. what I mean? Wouldn't have, wouldn't and have an idea. And as well, the pressures that um, 
they face when they reach a certain age where everyone's just asking them, when you're having a oh baby, oh, you're getting a bit old now, should you be having a baby? Yeah. Like, we never get asked that. Never. So, girlies, stop saying to people, oh, when you're having a baby, when you're having a baby. Stop asking them it. Also, like, if they're going to be having a baby, I'm sure they'll tell you. And also, maybe they don't want a baby. Also, that's the thing. Yeah. Also, maybe they don't want a baby. Yeah. I think we forget that, that not everyone fucking wants it. And... Just because like, you have a womb doesn't mean you want to reproduce and yeah. make a child. Oh my God, I mean? exactly. You know what I mean? But I do. So <laughs> I do want to have kids. Yeah. Um, I think I want like, I was trying to think of a number this morning. I think I'd want two. Oh, see, obviously I have three siblings. So there's yeah. four of us. And I thought that was a really wholesome number. Really? I just think... Yeah, my mum and dad were a bit I wrecked. just think mess. mess I think money. Wrecked. Mess, money. The three M's. Mess, money and... Uh, mayhem. Mayhem. Yeah. No, but the only thing is, I would say... I wasn't mess. But you Me. are grand. It's the youngest one's always That's grand. That's the thing. But when it comes to things like holidays and stuff... Like, more of a banter with the, with the four. But like, it was just nicer that there was a few of us. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I, I'm sure I have three brothers and three sisters, like, but um, I just think in this day and age, in this economy, two is grand. Yeah, is is overpopulation an issue? Yeah. I was going to say one, cause then, but then I'm like, they'd be an awful brat, would they? Shout out to our only children. That's the thing. I don't think I could do only child. You yeah. know what I mean? And I just feel like... Sometimes it'd be a bit lonely because even like any time I was at home, I was always surrounded by my siblings. Yeah, I think that, that's what I'm saying too. Like, so they have a friend. Yeah, I want no, I want three. Because what if they like each other then? But then you have the middle child that you're going to forget about. Yeah, but leave them off. Like that, that's that's going to you know build character. The bisexual middle child. <laughs> the bisexual middle child. Have you put in any thought as to what you want to name them? Yeah, me and Jose talk about. We have our names, but I'm not telling the girlies, so they'll take it. So on that, yeah. What I'm going to do is. Because I'd like to think that you're going to have a child first, right? Just because you've been in a relationship for so long. Now, oh, I, I can find you a fella more up. Me. I could surprise you. You move quick when you move. That's the only thing. I do fall pretty, yeah. pretty quick. And as well, I am VVV broody ATM. Oh, it's in there's a smell of broody off, yeah. Yeah. Why well, yeah, am I so broody at the moment? Summer. In general, I think. In general, actually. Yeah. So I do think it is weird me talking about having a kid when I haven't even had a fella yet. Yeah. But I've decided when I was thinking about baby names. Yeah. If you're to have kids first, what I'm going to do is when you name your child, yeah, I'm going to get a pet, dog or cat and name it the name of your child. Why? Just because I think... That's Just because I think it would fuck with you so much, first of all, right? You would be in a flurry. Yeah, obviously, babe. And then it would just be so funny. It wouldn't. I would actually kick the shit out of you. Because imagine this, you know, if we're in, like, group chats and people are like, oh, my God, like, how's Savannah <laughs> doing today? And I was like, yeah, she's good. Just brought her back from the groomers. You'd be raging. I just think there's so much humour in it. But also, <laughs> I think that the child... And my dog, right, <laughs> could be close. How could they be close, though, when I come to your house and run over the dog with my car? <laughs> it's going to be hard for them to be close when he squashed the footpath. Babe, 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 oh, babe, I'll babe, kill babe, him. Babe. I'll kill you. But I have you on record saying that you're going to kill my dog. Oh, so I will. And I, I will. I also, mean... I didn't make things nasty. You're I'm, the one who's saying that. I'm going to be um, a mama bear. And if someone's coming <laughs> for my child's name, I'm going to murder them. But how funny would that be? It's hilarious. It is hilarious. Oh, I was hilarious. thinking that Because I was trying to think of children's names. And I was like, oh, this is so tough. It is. I do want something pure Irishy, though. Mm, I don't know. I think you know me. Me and Jose are gonna have some weird names, like yeah, really like ones that like. But not too weird, because I'll I'll tell you if it's annoying. I think like very much like ones where Irish nans are gonna be like, that's not a fucking name at all. But I don't want you going off the Richter scale altogether because I don't want it to be comedy. 
Oh no, it's not going to be comedy. It's going to be cool. Like what, babe? I can't say, babe. No, just give an example of something, but it's not this. Okay, um... Well, I can't think of that now. <laughs> I just know that I want to raise my kids the way my mum and dad raised me. Oh. Which sounds very septic and sounds like I'm weak for myself, but I just feel yeah. like they've done it right because I was never really, like, overly disciplined. Mm-hmm. I was ne- There was never, like, any violence. It was all, like, led with love. My mum is, like, Mother Teresa, like... Yeah. So, like... Yeah, the- we need to stop saying that because I'm sure she was even... My ma'am Mother Teresa Oh I was like what No Mother Teresa oh. was getting up to all sorts Oh really was she a yeah, bitch Yeah 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 I okay. did a deep dive there one day Okay fuck her um, My ma'am was <laughs> But it's still like an expression I still nearly say yeah. it But she was But anyway nervous. you know Nules she, she yeah. like, So like the way she raised us With like love And taught us to be like kind and stuff I just want to do that to my child Oh that's really well, nice How are you going to raise your See again Wooden It's so spoon. weird me talking about it Like I really 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 want kids yeah. And I've done all that And The only thing I'm definite on is no leads. Oh, really? Give up the leash. I love when a child's on a leash. No, I can't They're handle They're wild, the feral animals, babe. You have to put them on a leash. No, you don't. You do. You if put them in your stroller, you put them on your body, don't have them on a leash. Babe, if I'm in the shopping centre and the child's not on a leash, I'm like, babe, your, your child's running amok. No, I don't like it. I can't even look at it. I find it tough to look at because I feel like a lead is one step away... From wrapping a collar around the child's neck. Yeah. Chipping them. Yeah. And making them sleep in a kennel out the back at night. No. It is. It's not. It's, it's the next degree of separation. It's to keep them close, babe. And also to stop them wrecking all of our heads. Imagine. like when No, I... it wrecks my head more when the child's on the lead. But he's because... away. they're away from you then. No, the mum and dad think because the child's on a lead that they can do whatever. Okay. And I'm like, no, babe. And also the leads will be tripping you up. The leads do trip you up. The leads what do if it's like a glamour lead, bedazzled? What if it's a glamour? I haven't thought about like, that. Like, I'm going to do like like a cute, like, bedazzled lead. I feel like you're just going to be in a harness 24 7. What? A harness, like, you know, one of the baby harnesses. Yeah, no, I love them. I, do you know what I love? I love the um, the pure dad ones. You know, yeah. And you strap the baby to your chest. I love those it's ones. So, they're, they're so gorgeous. Cute. I love them. I so want much. one of those as well. I don't want a lead. I think we're both kind of going to parent. Quite differently, but like I think our you children. Know what that means you don't know what way I'm going to parent. That's the only thing. No, but as in like we're gonna we're gonna have different approaches. Okay. But I Cause just because the way I don't we know my approach. Okay. <laughs> but just the way we approach life, you know what I mean? Yeah, but just like you're like you'll me. be quite cl- clean with your kids and stuff like this, and like you'd be teaching them how to put things away and stuff. Who said that? I just feel I'm just. No, they're going to be clean by nature. I don't even need to teach them, babe. What? So you're going to have a manky? You say that now, but you won't. Not manky, but like my sister, like Lindsay's um, childcare expert, she'll just tell me how to do it. You're apparently meant to let them be messy. I'm going to let them be messy as well, but I'm going to have a messy room. A messy room. Yeah, they're not going to be messy, obviously, okay. in like my good room. It's so funny because all the parents listening to this are skitting because they're like the lads don't have a clue. Pricks. They're all slow when you have the child; it all goes out the window. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, it probably oh, does. It does, and also like. I just don't think I'm ever going to be... Like, I, I want a family. Yeah. But I don't I don't know when I'm going to be ready to have one. Like, That's the thing. And I'm see, a child myself. And because none of my siblings have uh, children, right? Yeah. I really want to be like gay uncle and see how I fare with that and like take him out on day trips and all that. And also, like, the joy of that is, you know, hand him back at the end of the night. Hand him back. You know yeah, I mean? do love my nieces and nephews, all them. Yeah. But, like, I do love as well when they're not around. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny because, like, you, be wrecked. you know like I love exhausting. Finn and Tess, Yeah, right? I love them. But then, um, I some days, I'd be like to Elaine, and we want dinner. And then she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, leave the kids at home. <laughs> 
<laughs> we'll talk to them after. Yeah. But I just want a nice meal with you. And we'll have a few wines I know, and have a bit of a skate. Thing, like, and I don't want them crying about chicken nuggets. I know you can like still have a laugh like yeah. in parenthood. But like the thing is, you just have to think about so much else. I think that's the reason that like I'm not in a relationship at the moment because I am kind of, I know this sounds kind of selfish, but I am kind of just concerned about myself at the moment. That's not selfish, babe. That's not selfish, right? No, and as no. well, we all need to be a bit more like that. Also, it's because I can't get a fella. <laughs> Let, let's call a spade a spade, you know what I mean? Like, it's not because I'm being that particular You could myself. get a fella, just Probably not the right one. Probably could get a fella. But yeah, I'm not in a rush anyway <laughs> at the moment. But the one thing we realised, right, when we were talking about, like, starting a family and all this, we kind of had no clue how to do it. Like, yeah. I was like, I'm I, I'm aware of different ways you can go about it, like surrogacy and like adoption and fostering and all that. Yeah. But like, I don't know any of the process. Now, we looked into the process in Ireland, right? And mm-hmm. it's not that easy for uh, queer parents to have a family, right? There's no. a lot of laws and legislation. It's quite backward. Yeah. The odds are kind of stacked against you. It's quite expensive. And basically, it's not equal. No, it's not. And it led an amazing group of people in Ireland to start this organisation called Equality for Children. Mm-hmm. And we're joined today by their amazing CEO, Renee Van Medding. So today we are joined by Dublin-based writer, celebrant and activist and proud mammy, Renee Van Medding. Renee is the CEO and co-founder of Equality for Children, an Irish non-profit that fights for equality for children born to LGBTQ plus families in Ireland. Together with her wife Audrey, they are proud mammies to their two beautiful children. Renee, welcome to I'm Grandma. Hey, Renee. Also, I love the name Renee. <laughs> don't walk away, Renee. Everyone always asks me if if I'm named after that. I don't think so, but. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming Thanks on. Thanks so much. We really appreciate it. No problem. Thanks for having me. We might have a child join us at some point, but sure, look. Stunning. Well, it would be weird if we had you on to talk about equality for children and we were like, can your child not be around? <laughs> you know what I mean? Can you scrap the child? Can you get the child away for the record? No, it's love. No problem. Um, but just, just starting off, just giving us a bit of background. We know, as Kevin said, you're a proud mammy. So do you just want to take us through like the journey you went on with Audrey to build your family? Um, so I suppose Audrey and I have been together almost 13 years, so woo! Woo, woo! we never actually thought we were going to get married because when we started dating, that wasn't, you know, uh, something that we could do. So we, but we always knew we were going to have kids one way or the other, whether we got married or not, we always wanted to have kids. I'm pretty sure like from the first like couple of months we were together, we were already talking about having kids, you know, Um, we just we both come from like really big families. Kids have always been such a big part of our lives. We've been like the proud aunties. So it was always in the cards for us to have kids. And we just didn't know what that would look like. We didn't really know what options were available to us. So um, fast forward then a couple of years down the line and around 2014 2015 we were definitely kind of ready to start our family Mm. again that was the time the marriage referendum was happening so it actually was like oh my god like for the first time all these possibilities were like open to us we're like oh we might actually be able to get legally married then we can have kids we can just be like a normal family like isn't that amazing like look how far ireland has come so Um, We started looking into our options and we decided we definitely wanted to do some sort of IVF that one of us would carry our child, essentially. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And um, 
we were having like a glass of wine one night and we were like, wouldn't it be cool if we could use your eggs, donor sperm, and then I could carry? Like, wouldn't that be amazing? And we were like, oh no, like that's like science fiction, you know, that's not going to happen. <laughs> and then sure enough, we Googled it and found out that, yeah, we could do that. And it was called reciprocal IVF. And we were like, that's amazing. That means that like Audrey would be the biological or the genetic parent and I would be mm-hmm. the birth parent. It's- That's so cool. Best of both worlds. So we started we started looking into it and we went to a Dublin fertility clinic and we were told, look, we would love to help you. There are so many options to you because you have, you know, you know, two uteruses, <laughs> you know, you have lots mm-hmm. of options of permutations you could take. But we can't help you because we can't do reciprocal IVF at the moment in Irish clinics. They just didn't have licenses. So that was a bit of a setback. But like anything else that we've faced along our kind of journey, we take it on the chin and we say, okay, well, what? how are we going to make this happen? And that mm-hmm. night I was on Google again, looking up where could we go to in Europe to do this. And we landed on going to Barcelona because we, we knew Spain. We'd traveled there quite a lot. We like the culture, you know, it's yeah. easily accessible. So we decided to go to Barcelona for a month in um, late 2015. We didn't tell anyone what we were doing. And we basically went on like a baby making holiday. Love it. Oh, stunning. Incognito baby and making. And also I think Barcelona is kind of glamour, you know. It's also like... gay. We, yeah, Love we it. stayed very close to Sitges and it was, it was just beautiful. It was amazing. It was like a lovely time of year and... It was just so chill and there was, I mean, for us, we were lucky because we didn't go into it with having years of um, unsuccessful attempts at trying to make a baby, you know? Mm -hmm. So we went into it with a fresh perspective of like, we hope this works, but we're not going to be devastated if it doesn't, you know? Mm -hmm. So we were lucky from that point of view. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, it was, that in itself was a whole learning curve. And I talk about this a lot with people because... Um, we didn't know anyone who had gone through that process. We didn't even know any other queer parents. So we were just completely shooting in the dark. We had no idea what we were doing and we made a lot of mistakes. And Mm -hmm. I don't know how we made it happen and how we were so lucky so quickly because really looking at our journey, it should not have, you know, we just, we messed up so many things with medication and passports and, you know, there were so many like ridiculous situations that we found ourselves in, but we were so lucky. Um, We had one, we had one early loss, but then we were successful um, in November of that year and I, I was pregnant with Ava in November of that year. And it was just the gorgeous Ava who we met it. previously via FaceTime. Stunning name as well, by the way. <laughs> Loving the Irish choice of names. Yeah, so she was born in August of 2016. We got married in March of that year. So I was five months pregnant when we got married. It oh, was beautiful. God. And... Um, up until Ava was born, we really had no idea of the situation that we were actually going to be in. We were so kind of consumed with having the wedding, making a baby, you know, just living, living our lives. We didn't even stop to think about the kind of the legal ramifications of our family. We just we just thought that like, oh, well, sure, we can get married. So yeah. like we'll be grand. We're just we're obviously going to be treated like any other married couple. 
But, but who does like who, no one thinks that when they're having a baby they're never like okay so when I have a baby what are the legal ramifications? And like, I think that should... was a misconception when the marriage referendum happened. Uh, like everyone just assumed, right? We've achieved equality. I think people were under the false impression that that was like a holistic thing that it concerned everything when it came to children, when it came to being a parent, even though really it was, I suppose, more narrowly defined. So did you get a bit of a land then when you found yeah. out everything that's happened? Yeah, about? it was pretty devastating. Um, when we, so what we found out was that because I was giving birth, I would be considered their, um, Ava's mother. And then Audrey would be nothing. She would be a stranger, a legal stranger to her own child. And we just couldn't wrap our heads around it. We, you know, there there are just so many layers to this. And yeah. one, we're a married couple, okay? Any other heterosexual married couple, couple, there's just a presumption of parentage within that marriage. Yeah. So long as um, the female gives birth, there's just a presumption that the, that the dad is the dad, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because they say they are. And that should be enough. You know, if you are the mm-hmm. parents of a child, you are. Yeah, point blank, period. Um, you know, then people coming at me with like, oh, well, it's a certificate of biology. And I'm like, well, if you go by that kind of those standards, then surely Audrey should be on the cert because yeah, she's their exactly. biological mother. So there's just there's so many like different layers to this. But at the end of the day, we are our children's parents. We exactly. decided to bring them into the world. Yes, with the help of a very kind sperm donor that donor is not a parent um even if we wanted to feature a donor on a birth cert, that's not allowed like that's not something you can do so literally our girls birth certificates have me on their birth cert on one side and then just a blank space and those two pieces of paper are just you know it i i can't even put into words what it feels like to look at those yeah. pieces of paper to see my name and then nothing else because as well what people don't understand is because of that because of that law it's the like the day-to-day like ramifications it has for you like you were telling us like if you want to like go to uh, get your child vaccinated it's you who has to bring them and all that signing your child out of school not only does it put all of that responsibility on the person like the parent who is recognized Mm -hmm. um and a lot of pressure to like for nothing to happen to you because you're like, well, I, nothing can happen to me because I'm their only legal parent. If something were to happen to me, they'd be orphaned. Um, but it, And it's not only that, but it creates like an imbalance within the relationship because one mm-hmm. person has all of the responsibility, but also all mm-hmm. of the power. So if something were to happen in a relationship and there were a breakdown, you know, the non-recognized parent would have no comeback they would literally have no access to their children and it's just it's not a position that you should be putting families in and I always just go back to like when people are like it's just a piece of paper and but it's not equal that's one of the things I hate most is that argument oh but sure you have something similar or it's like it's nearly the same no it's not equal you're dead right that should be the argument that it's not equal and that's where we should go that's argument enough right it should be and you shouldn't even have to talk about all of the other awful situations that um happen because of this it should be enough that it's not equal you know queer people have to make their families in different ways and our children shouldn't be othered because of the sexuality of their parents or because 
of the method in which they had to be conceived. Like our children are, are conceived and born with just so much love and thought and consideration. It's, it's, so, it's such a backward way. And this is, very, this, is the, this is the law in Ireland for people who, there's obviously different laws depending on where you live and stuff like this. But even when Ireland tried to rectify that and make it more equal, They've introduced an act that's still quite limiting. Do you want to talk a bit about the act that they it's brought the in? the Family and Relationships Act. Right? Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So um, basically, right before marriage equality was introduced, they, they came up with this bill called, or act called the Children and Family Relationships Act. They passed it in 2015, right before marriage ref, but it, they never actually commenced it. So it never actually came into effect because there were so many problems with it and they kept going back to the drawing board and having to amend it and amend it. And they promised us seven times that it was going to be commenced that year. And seven times they missed their deadlines to commence it. And oh. it obviously went through various different governments because we've had you know changes in government. Basically what this act provides for is for the first time in Irish history that two people of the same sex um, could both be on a birth certificate if they have a donor-conceived child, but only if they meet very strict criteria. So they have to be a female couple who have used an Irish fertility clinic with an identifiable sperm donor, and the child has to be born in Ireland. So if they meet all of I know your faces are, are... I was just like, like what? Like who who well, just who's came, who goes, rooms? okay, let's bring in this act, but then let's make it really, really specific. Was there any like kind of queer input into that act? I just see like some old fella sitting up in the dial wearing a pair of glasses and going, uh sure two two girls can do it now, alright, but it must be in Ireland because we want we want everything to be a tricolour. Like God forbid um a gay couple wanna do what you guys done. Like that that would rule them out lads. automatically, you know what I mean? Like yeah, two gay lads, sorry. Yeah, so I suppose it is important to know for people listening to this who might kind of be like, Oh shit, you know, maybe I'm not covered on this under this act. There are retrospective kind of um at like an amnesty so if we take prior to may 2020 mm -hmm, if you yeah. meet most of the criteria um so if your child is born in ireland if you're two women but if you say used a, a foreign clinic if you used an anonymous donor those are the two amnesties but only if your child was conceived in february 2020 or prior and okay. if you meet those criteria but still the main ones being that your child is born in Ireland and that you're a female couple and that you used some sort of clinic if you meet all those criteria you can go to court for a re-registration kind of okay. process right. where you you get a declaration of parentage and you can re-register their birth cert but going forward May of 2020 it's only what I've listed Irish clinic identifiable donor born in Ireland to women so that's going forwards so there are some amnesties but going forwards that's the only thing that's covered so obviously that leaves a huge amount of people not covered so mm -hmm, anyone who um at, you know going forwards chooses to use a clinic abroad because it's cheaper or because they just want to and because yeah. you should have the choice have the choice and want the holiday exactly um so if you choose to use a foreign clinic if you do a non-clinical insemination, so if you choose to do an insemination at home with, say, a known sperm donor, 
that's not covered if you um if you are living abroad and your child is born abroad and then you decide to come back to ireland that's not covered um and then the glaringly obvious one is two gay men accessing surrogacy um there is no legislation whatsoever at the moment for surrogacy which you know i suppose leaves kids born to gay men through surrogacy the lowest in the pecking order they have some of the least protections of all it's it's an absolutely um appalling situation that's crazy so on on, on that do, does that mean so for example if me and my boyfriend jose get uh, do surrogacy and we have a child uh, who's on the birth cert then is it like who would it be me would, would, neither it, so it's actually it's it, it's like i hate even like telling you this because it's yeah. it's just such a bad situation in ireland not in other yeah. countries uh the uk has a much better system but in ireland there is nothing for you so say if um if you want to be recognized as the genetic father whichever one of you is the genetic father you have to go to an Irish court, pay about ten to fifteen thousand euro, um, oh. have the the DNA, you know, test prove that you are the genetic father, um, and then through the courts you will get a declaration of parentage based on that and apply for sole guardianship and sole custody of the child. Um, oh obviously, whatever surrogate you've used, you know, you would have an existing surrogacy agreement, and the surrogate doesn't want any um rights over your child but under the irish oh. law a surrogate who gives birth is the biological mother of the child even though okay. with most modern surrogacy as a, a gestational surrogate has no genetic connection whatsoever to a child you would have used an egg donor one of yeah. your sperm and then the surrogate to carry um but under irish law a surrogate is the biological mother so they have rights over anyone else um, if they're married, crazy. their husband potentially has rights. <gasps> really? That's just madness. My brain hurts. And it all just goes back to what we said earlier about equality. Like, it's just not equal. And yeah. then that's that's what, that's your argument right there. You know what yeah, I mean? Exactly. And I do think it's definitely important to highlight that the surrogacy kind of um, that whole thing is not just a gay issue. It's it affects loads of heterosexual yeah, of couples, course. which I think is actually um, is something that really unites us. And I think that's really important mm -hmm. to focus on that because um, often, you know, it can be us and them and it's not, it's about everybody. And it's about making yeah, sure that all children, regardless of whether they have gay parents, whether they have straight parents, whether they are born to single people, whatever, whatever that looks like, that every child has the right to equal access to their parents and you know protection under the laws of their country that's what it's about mm -hmm. do you want to talk a bit about your work with equality for children because we're, we're blown away we think you're amazing fab. um we we done a um a collab before with spotlight orca that was working with you guys and ever since then we found out about you we've just been researching you loads and we had to have you on the show then had to have we, you on we were like you're amazing we were blown <laughs> away by you but do you want to just talk a bit about your work it's always funny i, I always call myself an accidental activist because yeah. Because I did not see this for my life at all, um, getting into this area of voluntary work. Um, mm -hmm. But it was just, it was born out of necessity. Um, we found ourselves in that situation in 2016 where I was viewed as a single parent and I said, this is not okay. And, you know, I, I was really into kind of, um, you know, 
social media and I was a I was a writer and I started a blog and I just started talking about it to anyone who would listen so for a couple of years I was just I suppose shouting very loudly into the void it felt like um, I did so many um, newspaper interviews and going on radio going on Ireland AM just doing all these things and yet every time I spoke to someone new they were like what what yeah. yeah, I've watched all the videos and literally that has been everyone's response. So I suppose everything really ramped up in 2019. We had our our second daughter, Aria, at the end of 2018 and New Year's Eve, actually. And I remember New Year's Day 2019 just being like, fuck this shit. Why Damn. are we still here? Why are we still doing this? And we, you know, again, we went on Ireland AM when Aria was like two weeks old. We did all these things and so much of my time with my young family was taken away from me because I was fighting for this. And I felt like I couldn't stop. If it was Mm -hmm. anything else, I would have said, you know what, I'll let someone else do it. But I just Mm -hmm. felt like this was too important to, to, to not do. Well done, so, you. Thank you. But thank you for fighting for us. But it's also it's, it's also not fair because it's yeah, like you're, you're, you just want to start your family and you want to focus on that and you're thrust into becoming this activist because, as you said, a necessity. Like you like you had to do it because there was nothing happening. It's crazy because coming into this, we were like, let's just talk about having babies because we both want to have babies when we're older. And then as we went and did like a deeper dive, we were like, actually, we let's need storm to the dial. About- <laughs> let's storm the dial. No, dive. like let's go. It needs to be done. Let's yeah, do it. We left, um, uh, so yeah, so 2019. And then um, I suppose I lo- I launched a petition uh, that summer, uh, just calling on the then Minister for Health to um, expand that piece of legislation to include more people in it. And I had been trying for years, again, to get in contact with um, the Department of Health with no response, just always these standard kind of no's, basically. About an hour after... Um, that petition hit 20,000 I got a personal email from Minister Harris inviting me and my wife for a meeting I love that story because it goes to show that you know when we sign all these petitions and we're like what can my signature do well actually no your signature does count and there is power in numbers so that happened um, towards the end of the summer and at the same time we had been having these kind of family meetups with other queer parents just to visibility for our kids and meeting Mm. other families that look like theirs that's cute a queer crush i love it it is it's so important but you know for them to just see it normalized because it is normal completely um so at one of these meetups we all kind of just everyone was really like come on we need to do something we need to form a group a campaign something you know like yes equality did for marriage equality yeah um so let's let's just do it like so it was very organic and we within a a couple of days had come up with the name equality for children we had a website we had socials we had people volunteering and it just kind of snowballed from there um so and when we ended up going to meet minister harris we actually used that as a launching point for equality for children so we didn't just go in as me renee we went in as Equality for Children and Brilliant. we had a protest outside of the Department of Health with loads of kids and all the flags and got oh. loads of press. It was amazing. amazing. I think I have a visitor. Ava, come here, baby. Come in. Hello. Ava. Oh, she's liking Hi, it. Ava. She's liking it. I can hear the little footsteps running back down the hall. She's like, oh, shit, no. She's no. going, are you talking to those gay fellas from Cork again? I she, hate their accents. She's going back to LOL. <laughs> oh, she's coming in. Ava, come in. Hiya. 
Ava, do you have a cough? There's a Peppa Pig movie. We just discovered <gasps> Amazon Prime on our TV. And we're very oh, excited about all the options for viewing. I love Peppa Pig. Are you going to go back and watch it? Yeah. You say bye? Bye, bye. Ava. I love your ponytail. You going to go back? Okay. Bye. Ava's rocking a high pony. We what an icon. It. Icon. <laughs> I wish I could pull it off. <laughs> Me too. So, yeah, so that's kind of like how, I suppose, Equality for Children was born. We have kind of gone from strength to strength. We managed to have like an AGM in the middle of the pandemic online, you know, so we elected a board and we did all that. So um, I'm really proud of us. And, you know, it's it's it hasn't been any one person. It's a collective of people who are just fighting really hard for, for their kids, you know. And it's well, amazing, it's, literally yeah, fair play to you because as well, like you don't even know it now, but you're paving the way for us. Like you're you're yeah. doing you're doing such amazing work. Like we're re we're so grateful to you because when we now become go to become queer parents, like yeah, you're gonna be after laying the groundwork. And I love the term accidental activist and yeah because i know that even you spoke about panty bear there but that um panty bliss roy neil that's the term that he actually coined as well referring to himself in the height of the marriage equality when he ended up giving that uh noble call speech mm -hmm. um, at the abbey so i just love that that it's like actually i didn't want to do this but i've been forced to yeah and i shouldn't have to do it but i'm gonna do it because we're fighting for equality love joe, that joe i think is mad right the fact that, like, all these roadblockages when you're in, it always does feel like an uphill battle after your, after your first daughter. And then you decided to have another one. Yeah. Fair play. Honestly, credit where credit is due. Because sometimes I'd leave and they might say over here, the central line isn't running. And I'd go, instead of going, trying to find an alternate, I'd say, nah, that's me done for the day. I'm <laughs> heading back to bed. Do you know what I mean? So in fairness yeah. to you, like, overcoming all this. I would do it again in a heartbeat. Even if I yeah. knew what I know now, I would do it the same way again. Yeah. We adore our kids. They are the center of our mm. whole lives. Don't know. <laughs> Kevin be crying. I get it. I'm very broody and I love the kids, so I'd be getting a bit of emotion. <laughs> now, going forward, is there light at the end of the tunnel? Like, I know you spoke uh, yesterday about the um, assisted human reproduction bill. There was a report done in it and you said that it does seem fairly sound. Do you want to talk us a bit through that? Yeah. So I suppose it's a really exciting time actually for us now because for years we were asking for change but we didn't really know what we were asking for. We were like, well, okay. just change it to make it equal. <laughs> you know, yeah. and they're like, tell us what to do. Make it gay. <laughs> um, and we were kind of like, we'll come back to you on that. We need, we don't, we don't know exactly what that looks like. We just know you need to do it. Um, so there has been a thing called the Assisted Human Reproduction Bill, which they have been trying to get past and to bring forward for over a decade, you know, because it's long been known that we needed something to do with surrogacy and we have nothing. We're like one of the only like mm -hmm. Western countries that has just nothing when it comes to surrogacy. What the heck? Sorry, come on, Ireland. Ireland, come on. Ireland, come on. It's come on. crazy. So anyways, like, you know, that has been on the radar. Um, but it just hasn't happened. Um, and the last time they brought, tried to bring it forward was like 2018. And it was just completely unfit for purpose. One of the most glaringly obvious fails was that they were talking about not having retrospective recognition, meaning that they wouldn't recognize any kids who had been born up until that point and only recognizing kids going forward, which is completely like... bananas. Like living, breathing children take a backseat over theoretical children. No. Like, but that's just Ireland for you because you know why? Too much paperwork. 
That's why. Yeah, it's just too hard to figure out. So they're like, well, let's just have a clean slate. Yeah, that's exactly it. That's not how it works. Um, no. So that just, that didn't happen. That kind of fell yeah, apart. Okay, um, yes, absolutely. So when the Children Family Relationships Act was passed, just before that, as one of the last acts in, um, in his role as uh, Minister for Health, Simon Harris actually asked Catherine Zappone, who was then the Minister of Children, to commission a report into the AHR and all of like just that whole area and to see what gaps were there and what what did we need to do, you know, when it mm-hmm. came to when it came to to families and um what yeah what what work needed to be done what legislation was needed what amendments could happen to the CFRA you know all of this and to really look at it from a child's rights point of view. So they commissioned um, the special rapporteur for children, Professor Connor O'Mahony. He went off, spent a year compiling this report. So it wasn't something that was put together in a few weeks, like a a year of work and research. Um, And he uh, then came back with the report in December of 2021, handed it into the Department of Health, into Minister Donnelly. And that was then published and we were all able to see it in March of this year. Um, we, when we read the report, we were absolutely, oh, like just overjoyed. It, it, it included everything that we would want included in it. And then some, it, you know, it recommends retrospective recognition. It recommends international surrogacy as well as domestic surrogacy. It recommends a pathway for those who use non-clinical settings for those who choose to use known donors. Um, Mm -hmm. there are so many recommendations in it, um, and we're just, we were really happy with it and we're, we are in full support of this uh, report. And so basically we are now taking the report, going to government and saying, here you go, here's your own commissioned report by you. Here you yeah, go, yeah. use it, implement Stunning. it now. Here's the spoon, shove it in your gob. Yeah. You take the yeah, credit, like... there you go. Um, exactly. But it is important to remember that it's only a report. There is okay. no obligation on the government to accept any of it so it's okay. really important that people know about this and that pressure is is put on the government by the people of ireland to say we know about this and we are watching you we're going to be yeah. watching what you do in the coming months well luckily there are um, people listening from ireland yeah. <laughs> if they were to get involved just we're, we'll talk about it again at the end but do is it best just follow you guys and on social media to keep up to date with all any petitions people can sign or any ways they can get involved. Yeah, we have a petition live at the moment. We actually have a new website. Well, there's we have a website at the moment that people can visit, but we have a, a lovely new one that's going to be coming in the next week or so, Ooh. which is very fancy. Um, fancy. But we have a we have a pe- petition people can sign. We have a GoFundMe people can donate to. We have a template on there, which is really important that people can email their TDs. So anyone, even if you're living outside of Ireland, um, but maybe you have a parent in Ireland, um, just find out what your local, who your local TD is. It's really simple. You click on find my TD. It will give you a list of who your TDs are and their email addresses. There's a template on our website. You literally just copy and paste, put your name in and press send. It's so easy to do. And actually that's the thing that we've been told again and again, really makes a difference is when TDs get bombarded with emails getting girlies that's, that's or emailing a, the that's, tds that's, that's how you get this. the potholes sorted yeah. that's how we're gonna get these bits sorted bombard yeah. them 
It is. That is the only way to, to make change is when enough people, you know, get on board yeah. and, and start knocking at these doors and, you know, crowding up email inboxes. That's exactly. that's how change happens. And the thing is, most of the potholes must be sorted by now. <laughs> what else did they be doing only sorting out the potholes? And you know what? And even for those who aren't Irish or don't have Irish parents, you can still get involved. Sharing our story and um, following us and just you know amplifying our message is one of the key key parts of work that we do is that kind of raising awareness and making people aware and it's important that people around the world know about this because we need to shame the government into doing something and right now they're like aren't we great we did you know we we were the first country to vote for marriage equality by referendum. We've won awards for like being, you know, a beacon of equality. And and no, we need to actually get the finger pointing at Ireland and yeah. saying, yeah. hang on, no, you're saying you're equal, but you're not. Sort this out. Exactly. If you're currently like in Ireland now um, and you are looking to like start a family, we talk a lot about surrogacy and obviously there's a whole adoption element and stuff, but is there like a community? We were talking before about how there's not that many resources like, at the moment but there is like quite a lovely community right there is and i would say um for young gay men who are looking to start a family there's a wonderful group my good friends run it called irish gay dads and um they are on instagram facebook they have a, a private facebook chat group as well they have a whatsapp group and it's just such a supportive environment um, not only for those who are currently going through the journey, whether that's surrogacy, adoption, fostering, co-parenting, mm-hmm. but also for, for young young gay men who are just looking at their options. There are Brilliant. so many wonderful people in there who are just ready and willing to share their stories and be, be that supportive environment and to be your tribe. That one is Irish Gay Dads. Do not search Irish Gay Daddies. That's a different group altogether. <laughs> And we will not be responsible for the content on that page. (laughs) Oh my God. The things that we search, never search sperm in Photoshop. I just put that out there. That was one of my recent searches and I regretted it. Oh my oh, God! Oh no! It's God mad. bless you. But even on that, again, with those groups, it's all it's all grassroots. It's all community based. Yeah, like it's that. there's there. We obviously that's amazing yeah. and that's where it starts. But we do need to make it in government to have official resources that people Completely. can click on because I'm overwhelmed hearing what you have to go to, and it is obviously worth it in the end. Um, but it, it there needs to be, I think, in the future, like a specific place yeah. where someone goes to and like can get all the information. Yeah, yeah and that's what I would love to see. Like, you know, say if I look 10 years into the future, I would love to see an organization that is a charity that has fully paid people working there. Who's mm-hmm. And the whole charity is just designed around supporting rainbow families, awesome. you know, mm-hmm. and uh, equality for children. We just we don't have the resources to be that right Mm -hmm. now we literally are just a group of volunteers trying to change some legislation um but wouldn't it be amazing if we had a dedicated resource for our families um and it's it's not something that you have to go looking for it's just something that is made available to you because think of all the resources that uh traditional families have you know and we, we, yeah, we have nothing we have nothing you'll have to get jose over here at the moment i'll have to get jose over here with everything that's going on save a few bob (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well literally thank you so much you've been a legend like, Renee, we're so I'm... appreciative of all the work you do and yeah. just for chatting to us today and telling us all about it a legend no problem it was a pleasure 
A gay icon. I'm allowed to use the term. Yeah, you're a gay icon. We decide who are gay icons, and you're definitely you're you definitely and, worthy of the title. You and all the Equality for Children people need to be added to the gay icon wall. Yeah. Thank you so much for chatting to us, Renee. Thanks so much, guys. Bye. 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 Come here, I love that chat. Oh, so informative as well. So Sorry, insightful, no. and oh my goodness. But isn't it mad that neither of us knew that? Like, madness. Madness. Sometimes I feel like we're living in a bubble over in London. I know. But I feel like there'll be people back in Ireland who won't who even don't have know a clue about either. It either. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Obviously, guys, adoption is also an amazing option, and there's yeah. fostering there as well. And we kind of talked to Renee about this as well, and she was telling us that in Ireland, there's not that many kids like available for adoption. Mm-hmm. Um, and what usually happens is that there's like long-term fostering happens. That's yeah. more of a culture in Ireland. Yeah. Or in the case where people are looking to adopt, a lot of the time they head to somewhere like the states to do so I would be so up for adopting I love the idea of adopting a child I think if I was to have a child like at the moment in my yeah. head I'd want to adopt um, yeah. do you know what I mean yeah, I just feel like I'd want to but then I was speaking to Jose and I think he might want to do a surrogate so like, you have to obviously talk to your parents obviously, and see yeah, what they want to be up for but, but obviously there are options out there mm-hmm. yeah and also what's great to see is that there is progress being made um, with adoption in Ireland and that now like you can both legally beyond the birth cert yeah. um, also if you're just a single person who wants to adopt a child you can and that's for queers and for like heteros yeah exactly and as well like for the heteros who are struggling to like have children obviously fostering an option is also like another viable option yeah I mean? exactly so, well if you can afford it obviously it's so expensive I'm going to need to marry a rich fella I'd say yeah definitely I'm going to need a rich fella that's what I'm saying I'm like I'm sa- I just need to start saving because as well like I can't be blowing all my savings on getting the child because I'm going to want to dress them in nice clothes. Yeah. You know what I mean? And also, nappies even are expensive. Nappies. Are you going to do the, the cloth? You know, the washable cloth? In my head, I'm like, oh yeah, that sounds like a great idea. Yeah. But then I'm like... See, I feel like that is you written all over it. But it's very hard. I feel like, I feel like the p- babies poo like. Loads. I feel like, even though I'm going on about wanting to be a dad, I am going to get a nanny in. Mm. Who's going to do a load of the bits. <laughs> Because the thing is, if I'm going to do bits with the girls, or if I'm, like, get my nails done, if I'm doing bits, I can't be, like... Obviously, we love the smell of babies, to be smelling yeah. pure, like, fresh unreal. and new and stuff, and unreal, like... But I don't want to be reeking a baby the whole time. But I feel as well, though, if you have a baby, your man will be weak, and she'll want to, like, look after. Yeah, but if I'm over here, still, and my oh, man was okay. in Ireland... So that's the thing, if I was to have a baby, I think I'd have to do it in Ireland, because I want to be near my man. But I still think I'd have a nanny. Just for when, like, the girls are over. Oh, okay. Again, like, illusions of grandeur. And I'm like, oh, that's the nanny in the background. Say hi. <laughs> and then she'll say, salut. Gorgeous. Because she's French, obviously. And she's going to teach the children French. Cause the right, like, all pair energy. All pair kind of vibes. Okay. Um, but my fear would be... No, because I'm gay. I was going to say, what if she kind of makes a move with my husband? But my husband would be gay, so it's grand. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. We also put a call out on our Instagram uh, for some... Stories from queer families mm-hmm. Rainbow families Rainbow families Which we love I love the name Rainbow families um, And this story is just so unique We have to read it out Yeah okay so Someone wrote in and said Hi girlies I'm writing on behalf of my dearie darling friends Erica and Chelsea Who became mama and mom to their sons Monroe last fall Erica carried Monroe But guess what The baby looks like Chelsea Wanna know why? Chelsea <laughs> and Erica Both have younger biological brothers Who are also queer who helped them with the power of science. <gasps> Chelsea's brother Maddox donated his sperm and Erica's brother Luke donated his sperm. Erica became pregnant through artificial insemination with Maddox's sperm and now their sweet little guy shares genes with both of his parents. Luke's Aww. sample is frozen and ready to go for when Chelsea is ready to become pregnant with their second child. These are two unreal people and parents. 
They kept their advice brief, but I, being nine months pregnant myself, days from delivering my second child and extremely hormonal, sobbed at their response. So, Chelsea said, and I quote, Don't get stuck in the constructed, comfortable narrative that society claims is what's normal. A family is what you make it. Erica said, well said, babe. (laughs) Love them and love you from Franny in Vermont, USA. Franny from Vermont, thank you so oh much. God. Also, Eric and Chelsea, I love it. Oh my God, congratulations on your Good family. Good luck with your stunning family. Gorgeous. And also, you know what? Yeah. It is mad because like, they, look, they look like That's madness. Yeah, now, I love the idea I mean? of that. Yeah. Um, I will also say, just to echo what she said, there is no such thing as a normal family. You know what oh I mean? yeah, like exactly. literally. I, and even like in like normal heteronormative families yeah. no family's the same exactly like everyone's different yeah all families are different all, all children want is someone who loves them to look mm-hmm. after them so anyway hey I'm Ryan Reynolds recently I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation they said yes and then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts they said what the f*** are you talking about you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Okay, so now over to someone who did a great job at raising a beautiful baby boy. Don't know what happened with the other three. <laughs> Um, but she definitely got it right with this one. <laughs> <laughs> it's will do me with this week's uh, Mam Knows Best segment. So hi everyone. Um, I don't have a question this week. What I have apparently is one request for my famous Madeira cake. So I'm going to give you <laughs> that recipe. Um, so before you start, you're going to need a two pound loaf tin. And you can get the pre-lined papers. I don't even mess around anymore with the grease proof. You can get the papers that go in the tin. You can buy them home store or two euro shop or whatever. So you just line your tin with one of these papers. Brilliant. And you turn on your oven. Uh, electricity I use. So it's 130 fan. So before you start your baking... Uh, put on your oven to 130 and here we go. So very easy recipe to remember. It's 8884. Eight, eight so you take 8 ounces of lovely soft margarine and you add in your 8 ounces of castor sugar. Uh, you beat away for about two and a half minutes, lovely and creamy. Then you add your four eggs one at a time. And when you've all that done, uh, you sieve your eight ounces of self-raising flour, add it to the mixture and uh, mix it away. Well, the machine will do it for you. And what you're left with is a lovely creamy consistency. So you pour it away into your tin and into the oven. So it does take a long time. Uh, it takes an hour and a half, an hour and 45 
I always leave mine for the hour and 45. I think it does give a better um, consistency in the cake. So, yeah, that seems like a long time. Hence the fact I always make two together. Um, I don't know why I just do, but your look, they don't last long anyway in this house. And um, I like mine plain, but when you take it out, if you'd like to do something, you know, make up an icing, um, a drizzle icing, really. So that's your your icing sugar and a little water. You could add some lemon zest, maybe pour it over the top and absolutely lovely. So, yeah, try it out. We're a baking pod, girlies. We're a baking pod. Oh, I love it. My mum used to bake in Madeira for the confirmations. Did you do that in your school at all? So after the church, yeah, they'd come to the, the school the hall. Teas and, and you do the teas and coffees. Yeah. And the parents would be asked to bake bits. And my mum would always send in the Madeira and I'd have to bring it in. And I'd always have a slice before I brought it into the gym hall. I'd have to. I'm craving Madeira. You can't beat. No, I'd have to have a sandwich first. A sandwich, a cup of tea, and a slice of and Madeira. A slice after. of Madeira. I'm chicken and stuffing in the sandwich. I won't be able to think until I get some Madeira today. Can you even get Madeira in London? <laughs> I don't think they have Madeira. I don't know. Anyway, Penguin Books, get on to us for anyway, Mam's cookbook. But we actually could, probably. Oh, we actually also, could. Also, I'd love the photo shoot. Also, the, like toss and flour or whatever. Are we going to be involved? Yeah. Are we doing a cook- okay, Also, all of us do cooking together. Like, where the name? <laughs> oh my god Yeah So me and you Your mam and my mam We do a cookbook together yeah. All about mams Passing down the recipes To their That's what the it next is next generation Oh my god Oh my god Penguin books Slide get, into the DMs Get on to us Or any other publisher Or any other publisher <laughs> We're easy Oh I love this app. I love this app as well Also I feel like I've learned so much Yeah and I feel like I just want to Go and grab a baby <laughs> Anyway, girlies, if you want to do some more research into yeah. this, we have a few recommendations. For yeah, you. so there's a podcast called Some Families. It's a UK-based podcast. It actually picked up an award at the British Podcast Awards Woo! this year. Now, we didn't even get nominated, so I know what the story yeah, there is. Some girlies voted for us for people's choice, thanks, but we forgot to like put a shout-out for the people to vote for us. But anyway, in it, they talk to different queer parents about mm-hmm. their journeys to starting their family and how they're getting on. Yeah, and also in this episode, we focus a lot on like cisgendered mm-hmm. couples because there's more of that happening. Yeah. in um, Ireland yeah that's more common but if you want um, the trans perspective on the matter there's an amazing um, documentary from Freddie McConnell called Seahorse mm-hmm. um, which is incredible and also we'll include the link for equality for children in the episode description mm-hmm. which you can click on check it out so you can find out more information you can go and support them like Renee said it makes a massive difference if you are signing those petitions yeah. donating to their GoFundMe every little helps yeah thanks girlies that wasn't a shout out for Tesco by the way <laughs> Tesco you can have it for free <laughs> have the best day girlies hope you have a gorgeous day take bye. care bye. bye we're off to look at baby clothes <laughs> I'm, I'm off to do a few sketches for my uh, baby's wear <laughs> your baby business love it bye girlies bye bye bye, bye. hey it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.